On this episode, the Towel Boys break down the bracket. Everybody to episode 38 of the Green Light Podcast. We got a ton of takes on this bracket. Uh, Ian is joining us by phone. My man is on vacation, living that lavish life. Ian, what is good? Cancun, Cancun. Uh, Mexico. Mexico. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'll tell you what. If Virginia loses to a 16 seed this year, at least I'm in a beautiful place. This that's, is that's yeah. all I can say. This is where you want to be if Virginia loses again. Uh, that is what we are here to talk about it. We're not going to waste time. We are going to break down the bracket better than any of the pundits can. I will say one thing. I tweeted this the other day. It is absolutely hysterical to watch <laughs> Stephen A. Unreal. Smith and people like that on ESPN, not the college basketball analysts, but just the overall sports people like Stephen A. Smith try to talk about college basketball you've never heard so many buzzwords mentioned in one sentence without actually saying anything all they say is oh man the guy's a winner he really works hard he hits the glass he can shoot it from deep that's all they say they just don't describe they say a whole bunch of words without actually describing anything uh, it's magical we're talking about the same dude Stephen A. Smith when he was talking about uh, Dwayne Haskins a few weeks ago was talking about uh, being him being a mobile quarterback I think the guy ran for like 150 yards on the season for Ohio State just because he was like a black quarterback. He's like, oh, he's not he's a mobile quarterback. You got to have – he's like, you don't know what you're watching. And <laughs> at the end of the day, when you resort to stereotypes, like, oh, Belmont, they pass the ball well. They play defense. They're a great coach. It's like you just show that everybody that you know – not saying that we've watched every game this season, not saying that we know everything, but at the end of the day, I trust our opinions more than Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. So. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, All right, let's start in the East. A lot of people were saying that this is the easiest bracket. I disagree, but... uh, I disagree as well. I thought it was a weird... I think it was... I think it's definitely easier than maybe the Midwest, but it was just odd the way they placed everything. Not only the Michigan State side, but putting a team that already beat Duke as their possible Sweet 16 opponent. um, Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I think the... Two the two things that people were confused about was I think yeah Virginia Tech you're spot on there and then I think the other one is LSU at a three and I think when people saw that they were just like oh wow that I mean this is this, because if you look at the other threes Texas Tech Houston and Purdue are all better than LSU in my opinion and so I think that's kind of why people were like are you kidding me like they always beat Michigan State they're gonna beat LSU if they see them and then you put an ACC opponent there but either way um, I don't think it's the easiest we'll come back to that uh i have duke moving on uh versus either nc central or north dakota state i have duke i like it as well obviously duke's gonna move on the one thing is interesting to me if nc central wins this matchup that's the nc central is actually in durham um just realized so i know little, i know uh, durham on durham matchup matchup from the MEAC versus the acc but um it's it's no question everyone knows duke's moving on no doubt i actually have nc central beating north dakota state I hope so as well. I think Lavelle Moten is one of, if you don't follow he's awesome. all of Division One basketball, Moten is an incredible, I think they've won, he's won four conference titles there at NC Central, absolutely like, deserves a, a, a big time job. I think he's a hell of a coach. Um, yeah, he's, not saying that I've watched a lot of NC Central uh, games, 
but when you just look at what he's been able to do over his tenure there, um, props to them getting to another tournament in, uh, in 2019. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, moving on, I have UCF uh, beating VCU. Uh, I, could, I connected with my A-10 um, guy, David Caruso. Shout out to David, and he is so down on VCU. So I'm going UCF. I'm, hey, this was a tough one for me. I thought long and hard about this, to be honest, because – I like VCU a lot. I think they've gotten a lot better throughout the, the season. They really, really defend. But without Marcus Evans being completely healthy, I watched that game in the, I guess it was the A-10 quarterfinals, um, where he got hurt. And he's probably their best offensive player. Um, he's already apparently had two ACL surgeries and just hurt his knee again. Without him being 100%, I can't trust them to score enough points against UCF. Um, so I'm going uh, to have UCF advancing as well. All right, there's our... F- oh, so you do have UCF. I do have UCF. Ah. I wanted to take VCU, but there's too much uncertainty. Um, I'm, going, uh, I'm, going, I'm going to UCF. All right, uh, moving on. I have my first 12-5 upset. I have Liberty over Mississippi State. Do you Stay agree? Flames, baby. Stay in the flames, Paul. Got to. We, I, Got I to. I love it. Um, shout out Jacob Bear. Uh, shout out all my guns. Caleb Smith, Will Bear, the whole, the whole clan. Um called this from the Atlantic Sun tournament. Um, this is the Virginia JV squad. Uh, Richie McKay, coached by Richie McKay, Tony Bennett assistant, yep. Brad Susi, a former, bunch of former Virginia guys on staff. Uh, they guard, they they play the bat. Like, it's very similar to Virginia, but I think uh, it's kind of, Richie's put his own little tweak on it. Liberty's yep. a very, very good team. They've had a great season. Um, and I just... I don't trust Mississippi State. So. Yeah, I agree. Spot on. Uh, I got Virginia Tech. I don't think St. Louis even comes close. I think Virginia Tech wins well, by double digits. Justin Robbins is back. Virginia Tech moves on easily. Yep. All right. Um, here's an interesting stat for you. Since the first four has been um, established, one team has moved on to the round to the round of 32. One one team. I got Belmont beating Temple, and then I got Belmont beating Maryland. This is a weird synergy we have because we're in separate countries right now. We're calling in. I'm calling in. I'm on the exact same page. I love Belmont. I even love Temple. Um, Kelly was filling out her bracket. Uh, For those who don't know, my wife, who has beaten me the past three years in our bracket challenge. Oh, my goodness. But... She goes, there's this 1-11 matchup I'm worried about with a play-in game. She goes, I want to pick Belmont. I think even if Temple wins, Temple has, like, the Fran Dumphy coaching for his, like, his last season magic. I think either of those teams beat Maryland. I hate Maryland. I don't like Mark Turgeon. I think either of those teams win. 11-6 matchup. They ride the momentum from Dayton into beating Maryland. Love it. Love but that we're on. Shout out Rick Bird, the sweater vest, though. Yeah. He's an absolute legend. Rick Bird, you're an absolute beast. Uh, moving on, I am going with my Connecticut brethren, the Yale Bulldogs, to uh, beat LSU. Now, listen, man. Yale, they, they won. Obviously, I think they're a legit sleeper. But the Yale has a legit NBA prospect. And I'm going to I'm gonna butcher his name. I can't pronounce it. But it's M-I-Y-E. I'm going to go with, like, Mai and Mai Oni. Um, they have a lot, of, a lot of other guys that can get out and score. It's going to be a high-scoring game. And LSU is, play, is playing without their head coach, Will Wade. So, like... I don't know, man. I think this is like the easiest and the most trendy uh, upset pick of the draft or the draft of the bracket. Um, so I'm going with Yale in this one, man. I really wanted to, to be honest with you. I really, really wanted to pick uh, to pick 
to pick Yale. The only reason I couldn't, and honestly, the actually the fun fact about this, if, if you will know, Tremont Waters, the point guard for yes, LSU, he's fantastic is from New Haven. Yep. So like, yep. actually had Yale in his top five, like consider them like staying home. I don't know how serious that was, but interesting little storyline there. I think a lot of people might bypass unless you're paying really a close attention to it. I just think LSU has. I mean, with Naz Reed, with some of the athletes they have, if Javante Smart obviously is going to play like he did in the SEC tournament, I trust, I just think the quality of players they have will almost out-athlete Yale. Uh, So I couldn't pick pick Yale over this, but I like the way you're going because I think an LSU team under the circumstances – probably without Will Wade um, is definitely susceptible for a uh, for an upset. But I, right. I'm still going to pick them through for at least for this round. All right. Um, so I got next moving on Louisville, Minnesota. I have Minnesota beating Louisville. Um, Hell yeah. Let's yeah. go, Billy. Yep. Let's I, go fighting I, Billy O's. I've got Minnesota as well. Um, Louisville is like so hot and cold for me. I've watched them so many times and I feel yeah. like they're either hitting a ton of threes or they just look like an absolute terrible basketball team. Um, I think Chris Mack's a great coach, but I'm going to roll with Jordan Murphy. I'm going to roll yep. with Amir Coffee and yep. uh, some Dupree McBrayer to hit some threes. And uh, and the, the scouting analysis of Mr. Billy O'Mara to uh, to push him through against his alma mater. Yep, done deal. Let's but go. Shout out to, I mean, the fact that if the, if, the, if, the selection, if the selection committee wants to say that this wasn't in the back of their mind. Oh, together, you know it was. Flat out liars. Yeah, they're just liars, man. You know, this happens too often. It happens every other year or even every year that one of these weird matchups happen. It, it, come on, it's the first round. You couldn't have put either of these teams anywhere else. Of course you could. There's seven and ten. Question for you though: Do you think does Big Rick show up sit behind the Patino bench? Everybody, everybody's saying that. I texted Billy today, and you know he said he's he's coaching. He's he's over in Greece, and you know That's he's got a game schedule. But I'm like, you know what, man? He could fly over. It doesn't matter. But no, I, I think he's I think he's got it on live stream, and uh, he's paying close attention. Maybe he's tweeting. Maybe he's got the patuitos out. Please, please, just anything. If we can get Big Rick involved in this, and just like. I mean, it's gonna, it's the it's, and not only is it like the matchup, it's the first game on Thursday. It's like the noon game on Thursday, so we're opening yep. with the Patino Bowl. So, uh, selection committee, I applaud you for your efforts, uh, but don't think that it, we're gonna buy it being a uh, a random coincidence. It's that that's the seven ten matchup. Yep, no doubt. Um, all right, I have let's let's stay in the East. Let's just finish out each bracket. Um, cool, and man. go back up to uh, round two, the round of 32. Duke versus UCF. Uh, I love Taco Fall, but uh, he will fall against Zion, and Duke moves on. You like that? That was really like pundit no, type shit, huh? That was solid. And we know <laughs> like Coach K is not going to let one of his assistants beat him in the NCAA tournament. Like as much as Johnny Dawkins has done a great job at UCF. It's Coach K rolling through. It's not even a question. Yeah, and again, like another thing, like they couldn't put UCF anywhere else. Of course, they want the storyline for UCF to win. Either way, VCU, you've got like the the redemption from the Eric Maynard game. Yeah, true. Or you have the Coach K versus Johnny Dawkins game. It's like they know they care more about the matchups. I feel like almost than they do the seating. Yeah, I mean, I I can't blame them. It's it's their job. They want to create buzz. They want to create ratings and. They got eyes on it. Yeah, either yeah, is what it is. So in my bracket, I had Liberty versus Virginia Tech, and I have Virginia Tech moving on. Uh, they're just Same too here. strong, too strong for Liberty. 
same here. Virginia Tech, I mean, the way they can play, basically four guards plus um, and, and then one basically inside-out big man with Blackshear. Um, they're so solid, and I like Liberty. I love the season they put together, but um, hopefully if, if Justin Robinson's up, even without Justin Robinson, I think Virginia Tech is a really good team. Yeah, um, so good. And, and they move on. Yep. Uh, all right, so in my bracket, I had Belmont versus Yale, and I have Belmont and the Fighting Rick Birds moving on. So we're very similar. I had Belmont versus LSU, and I have Belmont moving on. So we both have Belmont as Sweet 16 teams. Yep. The only thing that scares me on this, I know I've picked Belmont other years before, and Rick Bird has disappointed me, uh, but I'm hoping that they can move on. I know they've had great regular seasons. Um, I'm picking Belmont to or Temple. I don't want to. I'm going to use the I'm going to use the playing game to my advantage. I'm going to pick Belmont um, slash Temple to move on to the Sweet 16. Um, all right, moving on. We have Minnesota versus Michigan State, a classic Big Ten battle. Uh, I do think Izzo moves on somewhat easily, um, and I have Michigan State playing Belmont in the Sweet 16. Yeah, as much as I wanted to pick someone over Michigan State, I think uh, and Izzo has his team primed to move on. Um, I, it, it was uh, as much as I, I would love to put the Gophers in the Sweet 16, get them closer back home for a home Final Four. Um, I like uh, I like Michigan State in this. They're, they're playing really well right now. And Cash Winston, best player in the Big Ten. I mean, real quick, should Michigan State be pissed that they did not get a one and they got put in Duke's bracket? So this is, that was, I just, I wish almost the selection committee would give them the option of like, okay, here are, are your, you were the, the first one out, here are your options. Would you rather go out west and play, go out west, be a little farther from home and play the worst one seed, or would you rather be closer to home? But at the end of the day is... I know Bernard Muir, who's the head of the selection committee, was like, our biggest concern from there is keeping teams close to their natural region. How close is Washington, D.C., really, to East Lansing, Michigan? I mean, I, I for me, like, the other regionals are Kansas City, Louisville, D.C., and Anaheim. Like, are, are you really keeping Michigan State close to home by putting them in Washington, D.C.? Um, so I, I thought it was kind of a disservice to them. Um, but then you kind of get in the market like, all right, if you go one versus the worst eight seed, then then are you going to put the best three seed in that region? I think it follows through. I think there are too many variables. So I do think Michigan State got screwed based on how good they were. Um, I, I would have flip-flopped them with Michigan um, and put them in the West. Uh, but I would love to see if there was some possible way to essentially give them the option of where they want to play or choose as the top two seed, choose where they want to go. I don't know if that's too much, though. No, no, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, all right, so s- sticking with that, um, we have in the Sweet 16, I had Duke, Virginia Tech, Belmont, Michigan State. I have Duke beating Virginia Tech and Michigan State beating Belmont for another just classic Elite Eight battle. Uh, I believe Izzo is 1-10 or 1-11 versus Coach K all time, I believe. Or no, That's, wait, all really or is that tournament numbers i can't remember there's no way they've played each other 12 times because like the only time i can think of them playing each other would be champions classic or acc big 10 challenge and champions classic is relatively new in the last 10 years and acc big 10 it's not like they play each other every every year so it's got to be 
No, yeah, it's Tom Izzo is just one and eleven all time versus Coach K. All time. That's a tough. That's a tough look. All time. So that's that's a little bro. I got Duke going to the Final Four. What do you got? I've got obviously I've got Duke going to Virginia Tech. I think that's going to be a Virginia, freaking bloodbath. Yeah, like I see Duke. Some, some of my Duke fans back home that like live in Virginia are like worried about Virginia Tech because um, they've lost to them, but like. Honestly, like unless they really shoot poorly, I can't. I can just. I can't see it being like. I can't see Virginia Tech putting up as good of a game as they did in Castle, on a neutral site floor in DC. Yeah, it's not at Virginia um, Tech. I feel good about that. It's tough. Like I like Virginia Tech as a team. I think what Buzz Williams has done is probably. I'm not saying they peaked as a team as Virginia Tech as good as Virginia Tech basketball has gotten, but pretty much that much. And, and, and I give so much props to to Buzz Williams. I think he's on his way out, but I think that's probably their, their as best they're going to get. Sweet 16, lose to Duke, and then same thing. I think Michigan State rolls easily. You get a, a Duke-Michigan State uh, matchup here in the Elite Eight. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so our first Final Four out of the East is the Duke Blue Devils. Not too much of a surprise there. Let's go down to the West. Uh, so I have Prairie View beating FDU to eventually play Gonzaga and lose. Uh, I got Gonzaga moving on. Hold on a second. I'm looking at the bracket right now. It's Prairie View versus Fairleigh, Fairleigh Dickinson. Dickinson. Yeah. All right. So CBS is messing with me right now because uh, I've got NC Central North Dakota State, but it says just says Fairleigh Dickinson next to Gonzaga. So it all automatically gave me that. Um, <laughs> I have to think long and hard about this, but uh, I'm going to go Gonzaga. All yeah, right. That's, that's a, yeah. That's smart move. Smart move. Uh, I have Syracuse over Baylor. I, I was never impressed with Baylor all year, and I just think no. that the, the zone is just a perfect way to, to come in and just lose. I, the, people just don't see the zone all year, and I think, you know, Baylor's going to run into the Bayheim Army. You're totally right. And I think, and Scott, is this one of those things, too, where I, I think you take, have to take a step back and look at the coaching jobs and look at who's coaching each team? And I've never been impressed with Scott Drew. Um, I mean, no, no offense to him, but I just think that um, Syracuse, especially with Pius Battle, if he's healthy and able to play, yeah. they're a better team and it's a better coach. And I, I trust Bayheim and, and Pius Battle and at least what they've done compared to what Baylor's probably overachieved, at least at this point. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, so I think the best matchup in the entire first round right here, Marquette versus Murray State, Marcus Howard versus John Morant. I have my second 12-5 upset. I have Murray State moving on, and I have John Morant outshooting Marcus Howard to the round of 32. Interesting. So I've gone back and forth on this. I, my only problem, I still have Marquette going on. Murray State, I think – more so than John Morant being a top three pick, I, I saw a stat recently. I think they're like top five or top ten in three-point percentage defense. And if you watch Marquette, they just jack threes. They don't play much defense. They shoot all, they always under, under um, Wojo have shot a ton of threes. Uh, Murray State really defends the three well, and I love the matchup. I think it's a really, really close game. Um, but I think as long as Marcus Howard's healthy – I almost think Marquette got underseeded as a five. I think they could have been maybe even a three or four. Uh, I think they've been—they're so talented. They have the ability to go off. I'm hoping that um, after losing in the Big East tournament, they refocus. I, I went Marquette here, but I think it could be like a, a one possession, two possession type game at, at the end. So I don't—I don't fault you for your pick at all there. All right. Well, I like it. 
good analysis there. Uh, moving on, Florida State, Vermont. Uh, I think Florida State is just too big, too long, and can shoot it uh, well enough from three to beat Vermont. Uh, so I have Florida State moving on. Hold up. So this is where I, we're going to really differ. Mm. So it might be a little of my saltiness for Florida State being Virginia. It might be I think a little it is. of my just I don't trust Leonard Hamilton still, which I probably should. You are nuts. Leonard Hamilton I, 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 deserves I to be I'm trusted. Crazy. I know I'm crazy for this ball. I know I'm absolutely crazy. But Vermont shoots the three so well. They have a lot of guys to fill up. They're very, they are undersized. But my thing is, 2012, Florida State won the ACC tournament. They came in riding high, feeling great about themselves. They lost in the first round to a hot shooting team. I don't even remember who the team was. I just remember they got Yeah, the but, but last year they beat Gonzaga to go to the Sweet 16. But that's my thing. I think they, they're feeling too good about themselves again. Oh, I think they're man. like, oh, we made it easily the Elite Eight. We went, we we beat Virginia. We almost won the ACC. I'm picking Vermont. I'm sticking with John Becker. I'm going with the Catamounts and some hot, hot shooting team. That's probably, it's probably my least confident pick, but I'm going Vermont here just because it's going to mess. Yeah. Our, our brackets are about to differ. Our brackets are about to differ. All right. So you got Vermont. Well, I got Florida State. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll differ off, but we'll we'll go we'll venture down that path. All right. So next one, uh, another play-in game: Arizona State versus St. John's. I have Arizona State. Um, another one that just is classic, um, you know, classic bracket and classic um, them picking specific matchups. If Hurley yep. went beat St. John's, he faces the team he just left. Um, and I think Nate Oates gives uh, the business to whoever wins that game. I have Buffalo moving on. No, definitely. I think. I mean, I saw Nate Oates quote saying basically like, "I don't want to. I don't want to play uh, Bobby Hurley because he's the reason I have this job in the first place. I owe my career to him." But at the end of the, time, at the, end of the day, he's like, "I also don't want him to lose." So, um, and then obviously with St. John's, you've got the the New York upstate versus the city kind of matchup, and yep. uh, with Chris Mullen, I kind of like. Ah, oh, man. I like Arizona State in this. Um, St. John's has a ton of talent, but they just play so uncontrolled and so yeah. undisciplined. Yeah. I like Arizona State, but then Buffalo's just been so solid all year, so I have Buffalo advancing. Uh, yeah, man. But, I mean, St. John's is better, but it's tough. Buffalo starts three seniors. They return four starters. Massenburg's, from, um, yeah. Massenburg's unbelievable. Yeah. I saw a, 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 someone, I think it was a Twitter argument, or maybe it was a poll or something, that was putting C.J. Massenburg versus D.J. Cooper. Um, interesting. It was a very thought-provoking question, but very uh, interesting. Massenburg's awesome, and they obviously have a ton of pieces around him too. And, and Nados has done a great job. But nice. Um, all right, moving on. Texas Tech versus Northern Kentucky. I have Texas Tech rolling in this one. The number oh, one, yeah. number one defense in Kempom. Um, I don't. I don't think this one's close. No. Um, yeah, Chris Beard. That's it's not saying that um, that Northern Kentucky is a bad team, but I, I think Chris Beard and the what what they've done this year. But I mean, they dethroned Kansas. I'm not going to pick against them in the first round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nevada, Florida. I have Florida out of spite for my colleague Tatum, and I also Florida really really defends, and they're a couple games away. Um, you know, from maybe not winning the SEC, but getting there. You know, I mean, there are a couple shot, couple bad play. I mean, they're very, very good. I have Florida beating Nevada. I like Florida a lot, uh, but you're gonna pick Nevada. 
I have Nevada going through Nevada. just because I want them to get rolled by John Beeline's defense in Michigan this year. Um, so I have Nevada um, in my bracket, and then I have uh, in the next game going, obviously, Michigan. Yep, Michigan. Uh, but I, I would not be surprised whatsoever if Florida if Florida put, uh, took this. I mean, Nevada is just – I mean, they're probably – I think you would arguably say talent-wise. They're like a top 10, top 15 team in the country talent-wise. But, like, all year they've blown, like, terrible games to terrible, like, mid mediocre Mountain West teams. And um, I just don't as, – as, as confident as I feel about Gonzaga not playing a weak schedule, I feel that less confident against with Nevada. Like, I just yep. – I just – think they've been playing bad basketball yep 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 all right so i got michigan as well obviously so going back up in the round two i have gonzaga versus syracuse and i have the orange in the first number one going out i got gonzaga going now in flames as usual i think syracuse upsets the world again uh to move on to the sweet 16 this was the toughest one for me to pick, honestly, in the entire draft. I was telling Kyle, I was sitting in the pool today, drinking my margarita, and I said, one thing is racking my brain right now, and it's whoever plays Syracuse on short rest, one-day prep, and it happens to be Gonzaga. And as bad as I want to pick Syracuse, I just couldn't do it. I picked Gonzaga. I love your pick, and I applaud you for your pick, Paul. I think <laughs> if, I was, if I had like some real confidence in myself, I would have picked it as well. I pick Gonzaga, but I love your pick because I think it's going to be a very tightly contested game, especially prepping on basically one day prep. I, obviously, I'm sure they'll practice some zone stuff, but I mean, playing and then getting one day rest and going up against that 2 3 zone is no joke. But I think the end of the day, Zach Norvell is going to outshoot the zone. Rui's going to mix it up in the middle. Uh, I think those two pieces get him over. But. I would not be surprised. I agree with you. I would not be surprised if Bayheim gets it done. So, All right, I so there's another. This, so this is our I West. Applaud, I applaud you for the balls you have on yourself to go at eight over a one. Our our uh, our West bracket is about to really get weird. So as, I have, as similar as our East was, our West yeah, is very opposite. Our West is very different. So I have Murray State versus Florida State, and I think that's where the John Morant train ends. And I got Florida State and the fighting Leonard Hamilton, Hamiltons and their length and their shooting going to the Sweet 16 to play the ACC opponent, Syracuse. I've got Marquette versus Vermont. I have Marquette moving on to the Sweet 16. Um, I mean, it's, it's almost... And Wojo gets I an extension. A, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the end of the day. I think it's threes versus threes, and I think Marquette hits more of them. So that, that was my rationale behind that. All right. Uh, I got Buffalo versus Texas Tech. Again, Texas Tech, as good as Buffalo is, Texas Tech just defends the absolute crap out of the ball. Uh, I got Texas yep. Tech beating Buffalo. I, I thought long and hard about it. Wanted to pick Buffalo, Max and Homer here, but um, I think I'm not saying they got all their I say their luck or their juice out of last year, um, but I will, I just love how solid Texas Tech is as a team, um, and I think they prevail over Buffalo. Um, all right, I have this one's. I think somewhat no yeah you had Nevada so I have Michigan Florida and I have uh Beeline uh winning there to move on to the Sweet 16. Yep and I have Beeline beating the brakes off Nevada uh sorry yep. Tatum um but that's as far as my allegiance goes to Nevada I tried um that's as far as I can go. Yep that's it um all right so let's go to Sweet 16 so I have Syracuse Florida State and I have Florida State figuring out the zone and shooting it just enough to get to the Elite Eight. 
I have Gonzaga versus Marquette. Uh, I don't think Marquette's defense is good enough to compete with Gonzaga and contain them uh, or slow things down, obviously, by any means. Uh, I think St. Mary's did the best job of slowing Gonzaga down. Marquette, if anything, is going to even speed them up. Uh, so I have Gonzaga moving on in that matchup. All right. Then I have Texas Tech, Michigan, and this one was uh, as hard as they come. Uh, Texas Tech is the number one defense in Kempom. Michigan is the number two, so expect this to be uh, 52 to 50. Um, these guys are going to defend the hell out of the ball, and I, I, I'm just riding the Texas Tech, Texas Tech train, man. I don't know why I voted against Beeline, but I'm just riding that train. I got Texas Tech going to the Elite Eight. Chris Beard. All right, I like you. Um, I like it. I I went chalk here. Um, I went with Michigan um, just because I feel like we've said this every year. Where it used to be Izzo, where it's like you got to pick Izzo one more round that you think he's going to go. It's almost turned into Beyond. Yeah. Where I think Michigan. I think it was a Sweet Sixteen team, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because of Izzo, because of the experience. I don't trust them. I think they're susceptible to being upset. Um, their offense kind of scares me a little bit. If Brad Sikas goes cold, if Swaggy Pool just starts jacking crazy shots, um, that scares me. But um, I, I'm just going to – I trust John Beeline enough to at least get him to the Elite Eight. Um, and I'm going – so basically take up a chalk uh, Gonzaga versus Michigan final for me. All right, yeah, well, we're going to continue to be different. Very, I have, very opposite. Yeah, I got Florida State versus Texas Tech, and I am just, I'm believing in Leonard Hamilton, my man. I oh, am, yeah. I got Florida State. There's three ACC number ones. I got three ACC teams in my final four. Florida State is number two. Well, I'm happy you just said three ACC teams. I'm worried now, though, about <laughs> the other ACC team that is. But um, I respect it. I mean, I think they're so, 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 so talented. Um, it is pretty wild. I Obviously, this will, between the two of our brackets, whatever, whoever happens that Florida State, whatever happens to Florida State is going to determine, I think, whatever, whichever the two of us has a better bracket. Um, but I have Gonzaga moving on. I'm not buying in. I, I obviously they they beat Duke at full strength beginning of the season. I know they played a weak schedule, but I love Mark Few. I love Zach Norvell. I love Rui. Um, what they do offensively, sorry, and for whatever reason, I'm riding the Gonzaga train. I'll probably ride it off the rails, uh, but I have Gonzaga again to Minneapolis again. All right, so there it is. I got FSU. You got Gonzaga. We both have Duke. Let's move on to the South bracket. And again, listen, man, I'm not saying that they're trolling you, but Gardner-Webb is no joke. Bro, I I stopped. My (laughs) mouth dropped when they put this out. We haven't even talked about this at all. So everyone that's listening to this, you're hearing my initial reactions and what I'm texting Paul. This is bullshit. Like, this is the worst (laughs) troll job I've ever seen. I was so mad. Everyone is like, oh, like... Our episode after Virginia lost last year was Ian as the bio retriever. And then you put us against the Bulldogs. It's absolute. It is an absolute bullshit. It's an atrocity that the selection committee would stand for something as petty as this to put us against a team with a Bulldog mascot. I'm not going to stand for it, and we're going to roll the Gardner Webb Bulldogs, and we're going to the. Round of 32. Round of 32, man. All right, so I won't I won't argue with that. I, the the Gardner Webb is good, and they can really shoot the three. So it, you know, it you guys. The shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not joking. I I honestly said to Kelly, I was like, the rest of the bracket makes me happy, but 
this is not 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 a good look for us. But, yeah. Oh well. I mean, they shoot forty eight percent from the field and forty percent from three. Um, Dude, it's, they're no joke, bro. Yeah. And they know they can. They know that they can beat. Like they, after seeing UMBC, like they're prime. Like they're ready to play. So, I, I mean, I think probably Virginia losing the ACC tournament. I was honestly happy about them losing in the semis to hopefully refocus, get some rest, um, and just lock in for the NCAA tournament. Um, but, you know what, I think hopefully once they get past this first round, um, they can they can kind of hopefully get the thing rolling. But not going to lie, um, Gardner-Webb's some bullshit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Oklahoma should not be in this tournament. It's absolutely uh, absurd. I have Ole Miss beating them. Um, yeah, I, I have the same thing. Ole Miss, um, uh, what's the name? Kermit, SEC coach of the year. He, like, this was honestly one of the harder picks for me because I, I think both teams are trash, um, but Ole Miss as well. All right, moving on. Um, Wisconsin versus Oregon. As much as I love Ethan Happ, I'm rolling with Oregon, man. They are Oregon, hot right, right now. Yes, yes, I got, yes, yes. I got Oregon over Wisconsin, as, as crazy as that sounds. Dude, Wisconsin, like, I've never been impressed with Wisconsin. Maybe I've just watched their losses, but they played Virginia in the Bahamas. I watched them against Indiana. I watched them a few Big Ten games. Like, Ethan has great, but I just, there's no way that I could, like, put my faith in them. And Oregon is on a hot streak. Um, I mean, Peyton Pritchard, people forget, like, Peyton Pritchard was the point guard on their Final Four team, like, two years ago. Like, yeah. they have a Final Four, a, a coach that's coaching a Final Four, a point guard's played in it. They have talent. They guard. It's, they're probably not going to score more than. It's probably going to be like a 60 to 59 game, um, no matter what. But I, I like Oregon. I, I really, really, really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, so the next one, Kansas State versus UC Irvine. I also have UC Irvine Anteaters beating Kansas State. Kansas State Let's is go. missing its top scorer and rebounder, the, the kid um, Dean Wade. Dean Wade. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's massive. And look, man, the UC Irvine won 30 games this season, and they won in their championship of the Big West by 28 points. Like, that's no joke, man. I, I got UC Irvine uh, moving on. I think I, I don't know. I was listening to some podcast or someone talking about. I, I think it's something that's undervalued as. Oh yeah, a team wins. Even though a team wins thirty games, it doesn't make them the best team in the country. But the fact that you go your whole season, you have a mentality and a mantra of like, "Hey, we're good. We're not losing anybody." That carries over, and I think if you ride that. I love what UC Irvine's done. I don't know. They obviously haven't played the best schedule, but Kansas State, I think probably overachieved a little bit um especially without dean wade I, I don't like him as much and uc irvine has been good the past few years um and obviously 30 wins i i love what uc irvine's done it's kind of a trendy pick i think but um i'm going to the anteaters all right i like it we're in agreement there next one villanova versus saint mary's um as as weird as this year has been for villanova i do have villanova winning nova nova nation saint mary's i mean Honestly, I don't know if they would have been in if they hadn't beaten uh, beating Gonzaga. Um, but uh, good for the WAC. Um, is the WAC or the West Coast Conference? West Coast. Again, right? West Coast. West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. West Coast. Um, but good for them. They got another team in, Villanova. Um, not betting against Jay Wright in the first round. It, yeah, next one is Purdue Old Dominion. I feel like Purdue is just constantly a three seed. I don't think they move up or down, and they're always that team that you're like, well, they could get to the Elite Eight or they could lose in the first round. Uh, I do have them beating Old Dominion uh, to play Villanova in the next round, but um, 
I don't know. Carson Edwards is a beast, and I love him. And they, he could shoot. He could shoot them to the elite eight, or shoot them out of the round of thirty-two. You took the words out. Of he'll shoot them in, and he'll shoot them out. Um, as much as I like ODU, shout out Jeff Jones, uh, former Virginia coach. Shout out Brian Stiff uh, and and BJ Stiff. A lot of Virginia connections there. I think ODU is a very good team. I'm really happy that they're in. Um, People that don't know, you should look up Jeff Jones' stories. Battling prostate cancer again. It was a really emotional moment for them to even win the tournament and get in. Uh, it's the third team he's taken in the NCAA tournament. So Virginia, American, ODU. Really That's cool awesome. to see them in. Um, it was just, I think Carson Edwards, as much as I want to pick ODU, Purdue is a very, they're a solid team. Um, and I think they'll, they'll get past them. But want to at least give a shout out and give props to uh, to ODU. Um, a really, really good year at Conference USA for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one is Cincinnati versus Iowa. Uh, I have Cincinnati here. I actually thought Cincinnati got a little screwed on their seating. I thought they easily 100%. could have been like a four or even a five. Um, so I, I think 100%. they're yeah, I think they're underseated. I have I have Cincinnati rolling in that one. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, uh, I know your feelings too, but I, I can't stand Fran McCaffrey. I don't <laughs> like Mick Cronin really either, but I, I think Cincinnati is definitely um, underseated. I think they won the American. They will muck it up. They will play defense, um, and I have, I have Cincinnati moving on. Yep. Um, all right, next one, Tennessee Colgate. Uh, pretty easy. I got Tennessee rolling. Yep, Tennessee moving through, but shout to Colgate. Yeah, uh, first time since 96, now. right? Yeah, it's been. I think um, I have a former coworker Dan Gentile played for uh, played for Colgate. I know they hit a rough patch, but um, they're back on the right track. I know last year they got close to in the tournament. Um, good year for them. I mean, making the tournament's big for in, in that type of conference. Uh, nothing to shout out, but yeah, Tennessee moves on. Awesome. All right, let's go to round thirty-two. Uh, stick in the south. I have Virginia versus Ole Miss, and I have the Cavaliers moving on to the round of sixteen. Yep, uh, I have Virginia moving on. I mean, I, it was going to come back to haunt me, but like I have, I'm more worried about Gardner-Webb than I would be about Ole Miss or Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, so I have yeah. Virginia moving on um, and, uh, and going from there. Yep. All right, I have Oregon versus UC Irvine, and I have Oregon going to the Sweet 16. I tell you what, a month ago we weren't talking about Oregon making the tournament, and now I got them in the Sweet 16. Pretty unbelievable. No, same thing. And it's wild, too, because I think Dana Altman got an extension like a week ago <laughs> like during the Pac-12 tournament. And everyone was like, his name was being caught up. Like, oh, Dana Altman might bolt for the Nebraska job when that opens. Like, go back there. No, like, he'll have him back in the Sweet 16. Um, And I'm against Virginia. I I, I agree with you. If they had bowl, bowl. Oh, man. Could you imagine? I I really, really wish he was healthy and could play. Um, But I I think it's the steadiness of Peyton Pritchard, the defense they play. Um, I I have Oregon moving on as well. Awesome. All right, next one, Villanova versus Purdue. Again, I'm going with Carson Edwards shooting and Purdue to be Villanova. Villanova just too inconsistent this year for me to book uh, them into the Sweet 16. All right, so first the first difference in the South, I have Villanova because uh, I, I think that um, Villanova will slow it down enough that Carson Edwards, I can't see him staying so hot for two games that he's going to shoot a good enough percentage in the low amount of possessions that Villanova is going to create. I have Villanova moving on. Um, hmm. and I don't think the supporting cast around Carson Edwards is good enough to pick up the load. Uh, so I have Villanova moving on um, and, uh, and going to the Sweet 16 once again. For All right. There's, there's our first disagreement. Um, I, I have, uh, no, no, no. I have Cin- so Cincy versus Tennessee. 
Um, I do have Tennessee, but if you're looking for another two seed to go down, I think this is where it could happen. I mean, Cincinnati looked unbelievable in beating Houston on, uh, on this past Sunday. Um, the kid, Jaron Cumberland, is unbelievable. And this game is in Columbus, dude. Like, that's... <laughs> I mean, you, just, you gave me the you gave me the biggest playoff. You set me right in my head. This is my thing. The one thing I don't know, no one's talking about. I don't know if it needs to be talked about. But the biggest home court advantage of anybody everyone wants to talk about. Oh, the West, the East, the South. Cincinnati. Not only do they get to play this in Columbus, I have them beating Tennessee, going to Sweet Sixteen, and then they go to Louisville. Yeah, so, I mean, they they have to drive. Go. Two hours each way. East, and then an hour south an hour, for yeah. the games. Like I have Cincinnati moving on. Uh, I, I think they'll muck it up. They'll play really hard defense. Uh, Rick Barnes in a tournament I don't necessarily trust. Um, as great as the season they've had, as great as Grant Williams is, I'm going with Cincinnati. It might come back to bite me, but um, I have them moving on in, one, in part because of the home court advantage. All right, so our bottom part of that bracket is completely different because I have Tennessee. Completely different. Yep. All right, so let's go back up to the top. Uh, UVA versus Oregon. I think UVA um, it is too good for Oregon and, and the, their little hot streak ends. So I have UVA going to the Elite Eight. And then I have Purdue versus Tennessee. And I had Tennessee in my final four this year in September, October, whenever we recorded. So I do have Tennessee going to the Elite Eight to play UVA, and I'll let you know what I think then. I, mean, I know where this is going, and I don't blame you. But <laughs> uh, I've got Virginia moving on. Um, the only thing that scares me in Louisville, I think, uh, and obviously as, as uh, Virginia has some kind of, I would say, memorable moments in that arena at the KFC Yum Center. They had the DeAndre Hunter, the comeback down four with .8 seconds left last year. Um, and But a stat people, the only thing that scares me is – Kyle Guy, um, I think, hit his first three in that arena in the past three years, like this past game in like the second half. He's like one for two for 13 in that arena. Whatever it is, um, I, I don't think that's going to keep them from beating Oregon. It does scare me a little bit because um, they've had, uh, they've got, they almost, they got, they were down like 15 the first half at Louisville this year. Uh, but I think Virginia moves on um, against Oregon. They just think there's, obviously a, a better, more well-rounded team. Um, and then I have Villanova over Cincinnati. I, I, I just basically talked that up to Jay Wright over Mick Cronin, um, and essentially that sets up a, a Virginia-Villanova Elite Eight for me. All right, man. Well, uh, UVA, Tennessee. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yep, I got Tennessee moving on, my man. I got the Volunteers going to the Final Four to eventually play. I think Virginia still apparently Virginia rolled Villanova in that that scrimmage. Uh, Jay Wright said they had a lot to learn from that. Um, I think Virginia wins. I think they slow down. The one thing that's interesting, I think it's probably been talked about. I read a couple blogs, a couple podcasts have said the thing that's most interesting to me about the entire uh, South region of those sixteen teams. I think it's ten of those, eight or ten of those teams. I could be wrong. Either eight or ten are in. Eight, uh, that's what it is. Eight of the teams in the South region are in the bottom ten of the entire bracket in tempo. So all a lot, all those eight of those teams love to slow it down. Oh those man! Eight, those eight teams are also in the bottom fifty of the entire NCAA in tempo. Yikes! So 
it's it's almost like everyone that wants to like Virginia probably did get a favorable bracket because they don't have like a, a team that's gonna there's not really a ton of teams that are gonna try and speed them up. But you look at it, like I think obviously Virginia, Oregon, Kansas State, Villanova, Cincinnati, they all play slower tempos. Um, it was just kind of wild to me that of a bracket that has 16 teams in or of a region that has 16 teams half of that bracket is in the bottom 50 in tempo. So interesting move in the selection committee. I don't know if it's intentional or not, um, but I have Virginia moving on. Maybe a homer pick, but I believe in the Tony Bennett. I believe in the Cavaliers, <laughs> and I have them going to the Final Four in Minneapolis. Yeah, we know you believe in them. All right, we're going to the Midwest. Here we go. UNC over Iona. Easy pick. I got uh, Carolina moving on. I'm with guy Mike Francesa, who basically shit down. Uh, oh yeah, I heard uh, that. That was hilarious. You see the video? If anyone's like, you don't have a shot Francesa. to be in it. Um, uh, what's oh shoot? Was Tim Clues, the coach for yeah, Iona? Yeah, Tim Clues. Like, yeah. oh, you guys both like to run fast, but they got a bunch of NBA players. You don't, so it's probably the worst matchup you could ask for. Uh, <laughs> so UNC, I'm with Mike Fran. Uh, Mike's on the greatest radio host in in. Uh, oh history. God, the worst it, it radio. I can't believe you said that. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're moving on. Utah State versus Washington. Washington kind of squeaked. I mean, not squeaked in, but, I mean, they got hot a little towards the end there. I, I, I got Utah State here. Yeah, I mean, Washington was probably the one team that was of the Pac-12 that was essentially— I mean, were they a lock? They were, like, I guess kind of a lock, but um, I, Utah State, I'm just going to go with them. And they were gritty. They beat Nevada. Their coach talked shit to Nevada in yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the handshake line. Uh, so I'm going to go with Utah State. I'm in with that. Next one, Auburn, New Mexico State. Uh, I got Auburn here. I just think they're a little too, a little too. They're bigger and they're a little bit more athletic than New Mexico State. And I just don't like that conference. To be honest with you, I don't like no, I agree. New Mexico State. I don't. I, mean, I just don't like them. It's tough. Like I, I thought about this for a while. I think New Mexico State was kind of that same argument as UC Irvine. I think they had like 30 wins or 29 wins. But uh, Chris Jans, their coach, think apparently he's a bad person. He got fired at Buff or at BG for. Uh, for sexual harassment at one of their bars or something with like a student or something. So, oh man, I, I forgot he was I there. This is 2019. I don't support that. I'm going with Auburn and and the good man that is Bruce Pearl. There you go, Bruce. <laughs> good man that is Bruce <laughs> as Pearl. Cliche as that might be. Um, Kansas versus Northeastern. This one was tough for me, man. I did go with Kansas, but I wanted to write Northeastern on that line so bad. Yep, I'm the same page as you. I don't really have anything else on top of that, but I mean, Kansas is talented. I mean, they they were projected like number one team in the country. I know they've lost a ton, but they still have so much of that talent there. I couldn't I couldn't pick Northeastern over them. Yeah. Um, next one is Iowa State versus Ohio State. I'm never picking Ohio State, so I got Iowa State moving on. Iowa State, Mariel Shayok, let's go. I w- I almost put I like want to put Iowa State in my Final Four. Um, I do it. Do it, but. Um, I did predict them to win the the Big Twelve, so the uh, Big Twelve tournament. So I'm happy with that, um, and I'll have them moving on past the Buckeyes. All right, next one we got Houston versus Georgia State. Um, I know Houston lost in a heartbreaker, but uh, I got in the in the conference tournament. I got Houston uh, rolling in this one over Georgia State. Yep, shout out Ron Hunter. He's done a great job. He's a hell of a coach at Georgia State, but um, Houston. Such as their solid team across the board, where they lost two, maybe three times this year. Uh, really, really good team. Houston moves on. All right, man. This one I struggled with. Wofford versus Seton Hall. Obviously, Miles Powell and Quincy McKnight at Seton oh, Hall are beasts. But Fletcher McGee, man, he's breaking all of JJ Reddick's records. I gotta go with Fletcher McGee and Wofford Terriers. Dude, for the sake of the podcast, I think Fletcher McGee was green one light. of the very first green light 
player of the week. So yep. as great as Seton Hall has played, I'm going to go with Wofford. Um, they fill it up. They'll shoot from whatever. Like they're very, very, very good team. Uh, I want them to get the credit they deserve. So I'm going with Wofford. Yep. Um, all right. Easy one. Kentucky. Uh, I think we can both agree there. And then we'll go back up and start picking. Uh, I had UNC versus Utah State. I think UNC is too talented. They shoot it too well. They're entirely too fast for Utah State, and they win by double digits. Yep, UNC, no questions asked, moves on easily. Um, all right, Auburn versus Kansas. Uh, although I love Bill Self and the streak came to an end, I think Auburn beats Kansas here. Um, I, I just Kansas has like six or seven players, man. I, I think this, you know, it's they 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 did the best they could. The fact that they got a four seed is great, but I got Auburn here. No, I, I agree. Uh, I'm in exactly the same boat. Um, as much as I think everyone wants to pencil in Kansas playing in Kansas City against UNC and, and try and say that, I think Auburn underachieved last year. I think they overachieved this year after getting to a uh, slow start. Um, I think Auburn beats Kansas uh, and moves on to, uh, to play UNC. Um, okay, so I have uh, Houston beating Iowa State. Um, funny thing that we always talked about uh, a lot is, I, I don't remember the year you told me, but you know you had to be in the last, what, 20 years, the national champions? Yeah, 15, 20 years, I think. Yeah, so the last 15, 20 years of the national champions, every single one besides that UConn team in the 2014 had has Shabbat, both yeah besides Shabbat has both been in the top twenty, respectively for offense adjust adjusted offense and adjusted defense. Um, Houston is not. Um, I do have Houston beating Iowa State, but then I do have them losing to Kentucky after that. Um, Houston's a weird one, man. They were so so talented this year. I just don't think they can get past Kentucky. And sorry for the yeah. skipping. Sorry to skip forward. I do have Kentucky beating Wofford. No, that's fair. Um, I've got – I loved Iowa State. And honestly, like, I think a six seed – I know they lost like five or six in a row. That's probably why they're a six seed. I think they're better than that. I would put them on a four or a five line if um, if I was if I was looking at teams like basically an eyeball test. Maybe I've watched them too much, but they fill it up. They just won the Big 12. Um, I think they're better than that. I just think they have so many options um, – offensively to beat Houston. So I have Iowa State moving on. I have Kentucky moving on as well. Um, and then essentially I have, let's see, um, to just kind of wrap, tailor it up and wrap it back up for you. Um, I've got Kentucky beating Iowa State. Um, and Kentucky's super, super, super talented, and they're, they're playing a lot better now. Uh, so it sets up a Kentucky versus UNC rematch for me. Yep, I agree. I have UNC versus UK, and I have this was like my worst nightmare. At least one of them won't be in the tournament anymore. But I did pick the Tar Heels to beat Kentucky. That's fair. Um, I as I like UNC. I think they've done. I think Roy's done a really, really great. He really job has. Man. They have a ton of great pieces. Um, because I picked Kentucky at the beginning of the year. Um, like Stick my with very, them. very, very first pick, I'm going with UK. Um, so I've got Duke out of the East, Gonzaga out of the West, Kentucky out of the Midwest, and Virginia out of the South is my final four. All right, man. I'll I'll give you my matchups here. Um, I have Duke versus Florida State um, in the East Regional, and I have Duke winning. And then I have Tennessee versus UNC, and just out of spite, I couldn't pick UNC to play Duke for the first time ever in the national 
in the tournament, let alone the national championship. Uh, so I have Tennessee, and I have Duke beating Tennessee 74-69. Fair. Very, 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 very fair. Um, so my final four uh, matches up as Duke versus Gonzaga, a rematch there. Um, I have Duke getting past the Zags. Love this it. One. Um, and then the South, I have Virginia versus Kentucky. Let me guess. Um, I think I have – this is a biased pick here, um, but I think Virginia packs it in. I think Virginia shoots well. Um, I think Virginia gets past Kentucky, setting up a rematch. Um, I mean, is this the most Is this the most green light podcast ever? Are we going to have Duke, Virginia in there, and then Virginia beating him? I mean, I, who, who do you think you're talking <laughs> to, Paul? Who do you think you're talking to? I have the Virginia Cavaliers. Beating the Duke Blue Devils, <laughs> seventy. Let me just see. I had seventy-two to sixty-seven. I believe is the one I had. I, I got to reference wow. that back. Um, but I, I have to go with my team. I have too much faith in Tony Bennett. I have too much faith in this team. Um, I am a little scared that um, not UCLA is going to come on, but I have, I'm a little scared with DeAndre Hunter and and uh, Ty Jerome possibly leaving. That this is the last like golden era or whatever possible golden team of virginia so i put my faith in my who's um i have virginia winning um over duke hard to beat a team three times put the faith in the who's actually i gotta pull that stat up that's just something we say i think bob yeah bob walsh tweeted it um he said he he had uh, all the stats behind it's hard to beat a, uh, a team three times it actually isn't yeah, like he, all the stats were like it's it's absolutely not. It's easy. Teams do it all the time, and he he admitted it himself. He's like, I've been saying this my entire coaching career, and now I finally done all the math. And he's like, we got to stop saying it. It's just not true. It, either way, um, Duke Virginia, you got Virginia weed it, uh, winning. Not surprising at all, but um, no, it's a biased pick. And I'm, I'm, I'm hand up. I'm, I'm willing to admit that. And, you know, that's uh, the yeah, first step. It's a biased pick, but I uh, I also do have faith in the team. No, I, I, listen, man, it's it's biased, but, uh, you know, a ton, th- millions of people across the country are picking it, so, you know, you're not going out on a limb. Um, Dylan O'Mara, I saw him on Twitter. He tweeted, he goes, I'm putting your faith by faith in you one more time. So, Dylan, if you're listening to this, um, hop on board the train, baby. Shout out, Dylan. Um, all right, man, that is that is all we got today. Those are our picks. Uh, take it for what it is. We have absolutely no clue. You could close your eyes and fill in the bracket and probably do better than us. Uh, so we like to think we know what we're talking about, but we shall see. Um, and it begins Thursday at noon. I absolutely cannot wait. Ian will be watching from a, uh, a swim-up bar in Cancun, so Dude, I'm I've jealous. i got my spot picked out. I said uh, you have CBS on this channel. So 12-15 Thursday, I will be sitting at the bar drinking a margarita, watching the Gophers versus the Cardinals. Unbelievable. Uh, cheer- Ski you ma, whatever they say. Ski you uh, ma. No I'll, one knows what it means. And then I'll be back in the uh, I'll be back in the states in the U.S. for uh, by the time Virginia tips off around three o'clock on Friday. So nice. Uh, be good to go. All right, Last well, thing I want to touch on. Yeah. Um, our Bobcats. Hey, Jeff Bowles, big time hire. Big time awesome. hire, Jeff. Welcome home. Welcome back to the family. I know that we messed up five years ago by not hiring you. Uh, we fixed, we righted our wrong, and you're here. Welcome back to the combo. We're excited. Hey, exciting, exciting time. Um, great day to be a Bobcat, and uh, and and hopefully in the next year, next two years, we will uh, yeah, be we'll including be Ohio in these conversations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be back on top. Uh, We will catch up with everybody after this week, probably Sunday night or Monday night. Uh, But until then, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces.